What's up guys, I'm Josh Mosman. Welcome to This Week in MXA, episode number 114, presented by O'Neill Racing. Thank you guys for tuning into this video. We are gonna be highlighting the Arlington Supercross, bringing up some random facts about Justin Cooper that are super interesting. We're gonna talk about the chaos, the crashes, the triple crown. Then we're gonna preview the Daytona Supercross and look forward to that. Kind of wild, they're running the same track map they did last year, again this year. Uh, no, it's not a glitch, they didn't forget to update it, it's actually the same track track map. Going to be very interesting, so we'll dive into that and we'll talk about more exciting things like our Star Racing Yamaha video of Hayden Deegan's race bike. Let's dive into it. All right, guys, diving into the Arlington Supercross. I won't talk too long on this, but man, that race was exciting. Triple crowns, I don't know, man. They are a lot of fun to watch. They certainly shake things up. Starting off, Eli Tomac won the first 450 main. Hunter Lawrence won the first 250 main. Yeah, I thought, okay, these guys got it under control, but no, things got exciting after that. The track continued to get more and more slick throughout the night, which created more crashes, which mixed things up at the front of the pack, made it a lot more exciting to watch. Congrats to Ken Roxon. He ended up fifth on the night, tied for fourth with Jason Anderson, but man, he rode awesome. He was right behind Eli Tomac in the first main. Uh, in the third main, he ended up passing Eli Tomac late in the race. So congrats to Ken Roxon on a great ride. Eli Tomac was, uh, was on it. He had pressure from Chase Sexton. Heartbreaker to see Chase Sexton go down again in that third main, tuck the front end, but he got up quickly. And at the same time that he crashed, Justin Barsha went off the berm. So that made made sure that uh, Chase Sexton didn't lose any positions. That certainly helped him out. Then he caught back up to Eli Tomac. Eli made a mistake over the, the bridge jump, the tabletop. Very surprising to see, but it certainly made the championship a lot more exciting when that happened. Then on the very last lap of the 450 main event, Cooper Webb, man, my wife says he's like a shark. Just uh, never, you're always wondering what, what he's doing. He's always lurking behind and you're just scared of what's going to happen at the end of the movie or at the end of the race. Well, this movie was Cooper Webbs all to the finish line after he passed Chase Sexton. Um, wasn't the final lap, but end of the race. And uh, Chase Sexton had to dodge Kyle Chisholm who crashed in the whoops. And then he had to dodge Grant Harlan who was trying to move out of his way. Unfortunately, moved right into his way. Believe me, guys, I've been a lapped rider. Luckily, I haven't messed with any main event results uh, when I was racing Supercross or even Outdoor Nationals. But it is hard to be a lapped rider um, when you're tired, you're fatigued. It's the end of the race. You don't know which way the riders are coming from. So I definitely sympathize with Grant. Um, he definitely tried his best and Chase Sexton, you know, obviously uh, didn't blame anything on him. It was uh, wrong place, wrong time. Cooper Webb was right place, right time, and he was able to get the win. It's his second win of the season and uh, very impressive for KTM. Next up, I have two things I want to talk about in the 450 class. Justin Barsha and Chase Sexton. Yes, it was a kind of an aggressive move where Barsha made sure Chase did not pass him on the outside, but honestly, I have no problem with it. Obviously, Barsha, he has a reputation for doing some wild things on the track, but Chase Sexton tried to pass him on the outside in a tight, slow turn. Barsha didn't do anything dangerous, in my opinion. It wasn't dirty, but he made sure, hey, I'm on the inside. This is a slow corner. I have no problem not touching the brakes and going to the outside, running you wide into the tough blocks and making sure that I keep my position then it kind of looks like two corners later that Justin almost let him by. Um, so that was pretty interesting. But yeah, Sexton trying to pass uh, Justin Marsh on the outside. That is a bold move. Next, I want to highlight Justin Cooper. This guy is the king of consistency. He's finished inside the top 10 in all four of his 450 main event starts. Yes, he made his 450 debut at Houston. Top 10 there. Top 10 at Tampa. Top 10 at Oakland. Now a top 10 at Arlington. This guy is on rails and very, very consistent and impressive. Ben Bridge 
Bridges, I believe it was him who brought it up that his stats in the 250 class, top 10 every single time he's raced a Supercross. 28 main events, 28 top 10 finishes. Then I took a look at his stat sheet of all the results he's had from racing outdoors and Supercross. He's only finished outside of the top 10 seven times outdoors. He's finished 11th or 12th six times, and he finished 15th one time at the 2018 Southwick National. Wow, very impressive stuff from Justin Cooper. I raced nationals for multiple years. My best overall finish was a 15th, and that's his worst ever. Um, very impressive for him. Also impressive for the Star Racing Yamaha team because they haven't had any big DNF finishes with bike problems with Justin Cooper either. So double thumbs up. Going to keep your eyes on Justin Cooper to see if he sticks with the top 10 this weekend at Daytona. Talking a little bit about the 250 class from the Arlington Supercross. It looked like it was going to be another Hunter Lawrence show and a third win in a row after he won the first main event, but it's triple crown racing and things get exciting with three races on the night. And he it went down in the third main event when he got cross jumped by Nate Thrasher. So interesting stuff, pretty impressive for him to overcome the cross jumping in the crash. I believe that was that second main event. And then also the crash on the start, that was third main event. So Hunter Lawrence overcame a lot to tie with Jordan Smith on the podium. He tied for second, but the third race was the tiebreaker. He ended up finishing third on the night. Jordan Smith, he won the second main event. He got second overall. Jeremy Martin, that was impressive. He finished first in the last main event of the night. He didn't even know he won the race, but uh, he was stoked to do that. So that was cool. It was a bummer he didn't finish on the overall podium, but it was Nate Thrasher who we recently found out has a torn ACL. This guy is gnarly racing through an injury like that. Um, so Nate Thrasher got the win. I'm also impressed with Nate Thrasher for not making any excuses about his torn ACL. Somebody, I believe it was Daniel Blair, somebody on TV reported about it and he really hasn't complained about it publicly. He hasn't brought up any excuses in any of his interviews. He said, everybody's dealing with something in the post press conference and that's just what he has to deal with. So gnarly stuff, thumbs up to Nate Thrasher. Alrighty guys, now let's preview the Daytona Supercross coming up this weekend. This is one of the gnarliest Supercross races of the season. I was thankful and uh, lucky enough to be able to race it back in 2018 when I was doing my Supercross tour. Wow, that track was gnarly. It's it's a tough thing to be able to ride Supercross, but as soon as it gets rough and rutted on the lips of jumps and the landings of jumps, you're dealing with all these ruts in the corners and big bumps. It, it's a whole nother thing to try to time jumps with ruts and with how soft the dirt is. That's something I didn't expect at Daytona when I raced there. The jumps are very, very soft. I knew it would be kind of soft, but I thought they would at least have somewhat of a base to them. No, it's very soft at Daytona. So gnarly stuff. Looking ahead, this weekend is the 53rd annual Daytona Supercross. So like I mentioned at the top of the video, the longest continuous Supercross in history. The first one was back in 1971. Motocross action, we started producing a magazine back in 1973. So 50, 50 years for motocross action, 52 years for Daytona Supercross. It's going to be interesting this weekend because the track map is exactly the same as it was last year. Last year's race produced an awesome main event down to the wire between Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac. Chase Sexton was up there early on as well. Ricky Carmichael said, hey, the track was awesome last year. I've always wanted to try to replicate a track and do it back to back years so that riders can study what happened last year, learn from and then bring that into the following year. Well, it's happening this weekend, Daytona Supercross. Um, looking ahead, structurally, the only difference I can notice between last year and this year is there's no jump in the straightaway that goes underneath the over-under bridge. So that's really the only small minor change. The layout's the same. The rest of the jumps look identical. So it's gonna be a gnarly weekend. Once again, you have a long sand section. Riders hate it, mechanics hate it. Goggle guys, they hate it because you got sand behind tear-offs and stuff like that. So uh, sand sections are brutal, but they make it fun for fans. They certainly uh, open up opportunities 
opportunity for making up time or losing time. Also the long straightaways with rutted rhythm sections are very fun to watch at Daytona Supercross. You always get some really cool videos. Cooper Webb almost won the Daytona Supercross last year. Looking at these uh, highlights from last year, off of the start, Jason Anderson smashed into Tomac and Malcolm Stewart. It was like a you know Tomac sandwich in that second turn. Uh, Malcolm went off the track gained a little bit of speed, jumped back on the track, and then smashed into Jason Anderson in the sand section. At the end of the race, um, Eli Tomac caught up to Cooper Webb. Unfortunately, Cooper got caught behind a lap rider in a rhythm section. It was Shane McArath. He was trying to get out of the way, but kind of like Grant Harlan did last weekend, he got into the way of Cooper Webb. Um, bummer deal, but Eli Tomac was able to get the win. Daytona or Daytuna? Uh, Daytuna? Okay, yeah, we'll go with Daytuna. But yeah, Day Daytuna, Eli Tomac is very impressive there. If he can win seven times, that guy, it, that, that'd be pretty cool to see. So this weekend's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Last year's track map, running it again this year. Do you guys think it's a good idea? Let us know down in the comments what you think about that. Uh, we know it's gonna be exciting. We got the split lane before the finish line. We got wall jumps, sand jumps. Um, we got the off-camber rhythm section. That was pretty wild, so lots to look forward to this weekend. Next up, we just posted an Inside the Pros Bikes video with Hayden Deegan's factory star racing Yamaha YZ250F race bike. MXA's videographer, Travis Fant, got the bike. Brent Duff, his mechanic, he explained all the details about Hayden's bike. It was really cool how in-depth he went on the bike, explaining uh, how Hayden's process of just developing the bike, learning from Justin Cooper, Christian Craig, and all the different settings they had from Colt Nichols. These guys who've won championships the last couple years, how they kind of mixed all of their settings in to create what uh, Hayden Deegan is riding with talked about the lowered subframe how they brought it back up to the stock seat height he also talked about just the different titanium parts they have on there pretty interesting stuff travis fant tried to get a video of hayden deegan's amateur bike at the anaheim 2 supercross but they said hey we think he might be turning pro next weekend you might want to wait just a week or two and so we do have a video of his factory race bike his pro bike which is on par with Jordan Smith, Nate Thrasher, and the rest of his teammates. Very interesting stuff. If you haven't seen that video yet, you better check it out on our YouTube channel. It's the video that Brendan Schofield has been waiting for, and uh, so have a lot of other YouTube uh, viewers and fans of the sport. So Hayden Deegan, awesome rider. Um, kind of struggled last weekend. I think we had 12th in the first main event, and then fourth and fifth in the second and third main event. So very, very impressive rider. Um, we'll see how he does this weekend at Daytona. Next up, we have some photos of Glen Helen Raceway covered in snow. I'm currently kicking myself in the butt because we could have been out there riding in the snow and made a cool video, Glen Helen Raceway uh, riding in the snow. I don't, people ride in the snow all the time in other states, but we don't get snow at Glen Helen. It's only a thousand feet above sea level at Southern California. I believe it was 50 years ago the last time we had snow up that that area. So uh, it's going to be, I'll be pretty old by the time we have snow there again, but uh, man, kicking myself in the butt that we weren't out there riding in the snow. But either way, check out these photos. Pretty wild to see at Glen Helen. Although we didn't ride in the snow, MXA's Trevor Nelson, he took our 2023 and a half KTM 450 factory edition out and took some photos of it in the snow. Enjoy these clips right here. And he got some clips of the new Alpine Stars boots, uh, their new limited edition vision boots that just came out this past weekend. He got some photos of that in the snow too. Good times. Next up, we just featured the press release on our website. The Suzuki came out with a new boot camp program where they are using the HEP Suzuki team with their riders, Ken Rock, 
Jackson, Shane McArath, Kyle Chisholm, and 250 riders Marshall Welton and Dylan Schwartz. They're going to be using them and the factory mechanics over there at the HEP Suzuki team as assets to create these opportunities for Suzuki riders to go ride with them, learn from them, get some training tips from the riders and tech tips from the mechanics. Pretty cool opportunity from Suzuki. Check it out. We got a full press release on our website. Also keep up with SuzukiCycles.com. If you're a Suzuki owner and if you want to go ride with Ken Roxon and all those guys. All right, guys, and we also wanna let you know about the April issue of Motocross Action Magazine. We got the KTM 300 on the front and the 254 stroke shootout down below. Check it out at your local grocery store, April issue, or if you're not subscribed, motocrossactionmag.com. Get subscribed to the magazine. Why? It's $25 a year and we will send you a free $25 e-gift card to shop with Rocky Mountain ATV MC online. It's basically like a win-win. It's like you're making money on the deal. It's $24.99 and then you get a $25 e-gift card. So good stuff. Uh, motocrossactionmag.com. Get subscribed to Motocross Action. Stay up to date with what we got going on. And if you have the magazine, post a photo of it on your Instagram story. Shory. Instagram story. And we'll share it on our Instagram story this week. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next video.